Thank you for joining us for How Have You Not Seen, a movie podcast where we fill in the gaps in each other's cinematic knowledge by asking important questions like, you seriously never saw From Dusk Till Dawn, or... Whoa, you never watched Marriage Story? Or... How have you not seen Titan? Hello again, everyone, and thank you for joining us for How Have You Not Seen? I'm your co-host, Caroline Thompson. I am the other one, Carson Betts. And this is a movie podcast in which each week we pick one of our favorite movies the other hasn't seen. We talk about it. Then we go and watch the movie. And then we talk about it more. It's going to be a really strange, confusing, but weirdly, uh, weirdly, weirdly, weirdly engaging time. All right. I'm just going to... I'm going to hop over the turnstile, you know, I'm just going <laughs> to jump in. Uh, so we were all hanging out. I don't know if this is recorded or not this moment. I'm not sure. But we were talking about doing this season and I was like, well, I had this movie spoiled for me. And y'all were like, oh, really? And I was like, she fucks her car, right? And then you guys were like, no, that's where it starts. That's like the premise of the movie. And I was like, oh, oh, I'm pretty sure that's on our nope episode. Okay, yeah. that just went live on Patreon. So uh, yeah, so that's what I know about um, uh, uh, this film. I know it's directed by Julia Ducournau. Um, yes. This is her sophomore yeah. feature. She did Raw and then this. Uh, yeah, that's about it. Yeah, when's the Palm Door at Cannes? When the Palm Door woman fucks her car. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's about it. It's French. Titan. It is it is French and uh, we were we were discussing earlier before before we started recording just like how the fuck are we gonna pronounce this because like we're we're still a little Midwestern kids. Yeah, we, we I'm don't going, wanna... I'm going, I'm going Titan. I'm I wanna Titan. sound like Brad Pitt in Inglorious Bastards every time I say it. Teton. Teton. Uh, <laughs> so that instead um, Yeah. How, well, you you did jump the turnstile a little bit. So, how have you not yeah. seen this movie? Um, I it, I mean, this is the most recent movie we've done. Now, this you know uh, has taken probably. that being just yeah. a year, yeah. Year old. Um, but this is literally I, all Caroline and I talked about last season. Yes, this yeah, is true. true. This is true and to the came point where like lot, came up a lot on our um on our on our Howies over on Patreon, which is like our Oscars um. Our version of the of that year's Oscars. It won both of your best pictures. Yeah, I yeah. think that sounds right. Belief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Here it how, is. how I have not seen this is that I just missed a thing that happens with a lot of you know smaller features, artsier films. The reason I still fucking haven't seen Men is that like Fuck it was in the theater for like one week at like the you know the local art house theater near, near me it was there for one weekend and I missed the one afternoon I could have seen it and so then I just didn't you know for and like I could have you know obviously I could have seen it online several months after that but I just never got around to it right you know? the buzz was kind of yeah yeah, yeah 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 exactly exactly by the time I got put on Hulu we were like no don't watch it 
yeah yeah but basically yeah y'all were like no we're gonna like do an episode on it like don't watch it yeah exactly well excellent so that's how you haven't seen it is there anything else you can think of that you know about the film? i don't i don't think so because here's the thing i've definitely like seen trailers for it and like stills from it and all that kind of shit and like it's still i, I from those from those images and from those <laughs> I, I cannot derive any information from them because this movie is so strange and, you know, odd from what I've heard. Yeah. That I don't know. Yeah, I'm very interested to see what the back half of this episode looks like because <laughs> I feel like I feel like with a lot of, you know, um, with a lot of, you know, more surrealist, very kind of like, very non-literal, very non-allegorical one-to-one storytelling kind of films. I think that this is one of those films that is straight vibes and uh, what you kind of take from it, I think is, I, I think it's it's in many ways more of like a mirror than it is mm. like a, sure. a, a film with a, a, a strong thesis that says, view this film and think this way. I, yeah. I think, so I'm very curious to see what, you get out of this Carson and where our conversation kind of goes in the back half. Okay. But that having been said, um, are we ready to play our little game this week? I am so ready, yes. Okay, excellent. So this week we are, I really wanted to play Two Truths and a Lie with three plot points from this film. Yeah. However, I do think that <laughs> spoiling anything beyond the car fucking is maybe just priming you too much so yeah i don't want to know instead we are going to play favorite on this game we're going to play rotten tomatoes prices right starting with this film which honestly could land anywhere i think above above 50 percent um because it is such a strange thing that i can see some people just fucking hating it but we're talking about this week is titan titanium whatever we want to call it i uh... 82. 82. 82. Yeah. It's foreign film, little art house. I feel like the people that liked it raved about it, but if it is so strange and so specific, you know, imagine there are not that many reviews for Titan 2. Tai Titan, Titan 2 as well. Stop trying. Just say Titan. I I can't. I I le- legitimately forget how to say it, and then it comes out of my mouth, and I'm just like, ah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't French very well. I'm gonna say ninety. I'm gonna say okay. ninety. It won the Palme right. d'Or. I think yeah. that. Um, I think it got a lot of reviews because of Khan, and then I think it, the festival circuit probably got it quite a few reviews. So, I'm thinking ninety. Um, yeah. Wow. The next film we are going to be talking about is, um, I believe, what year did this film come out? I think it was 2010, um, 2011's Real Steel, starring Hugh Jackman. I like that movie a lot. It's a oh, pretty good movie. It? Yeah, it's never, pretty good. I've never actually seen it. No, it's like pretty good. Hugh Jackman comes up more than almost any other actor on Rotten Tomatoes Price is Right. He's a crowd, look, he's a crowd favorite. He's the greatest showman. Um, He truly is. uh, Here's the thing about Real Steel, a joke. See, because that movie doesn't exist. 
And I make a joke from that movie all the time and nobody knows what I'm talking about because at the end of that movie, uh, the robot loses, but then everyone in the crowd loves him so much that he's just the people's champion. They start chanting Chappie, Chappie. Yeah, 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 they start chanting Chappie. And fucking, yeah, so I, I will frequently say if I don't, oh. do, if I if I do something incorrectly, I go, it's okay. Just like Real Steel, I was the people's champion. Um Nobody understands it. Nobody does. Uh, fuck. I mean, Real Steel is like a solid ass little movie. 73? 73? Okay. I'm going to go a little bit lower. I'm going to say 65. I'm going to say 65. By putting Real Steel in this game, Caroline, are you suggesting that what you think happens in Real Steel is that Hugh Jackman has sex with that robot? No, it's just the only, uh, it's just the only other uh, thing I could think of that, ha- that, that it has a metal in the title. Uh, mm-hmm. um, because yes, it is, uh, it is the, the, the Titan, Titan, whatever you want to call it in this film is referring to the French word for titanium. Mm, titanium, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the uh, third film we are going to be talking about is a film that I have no idea where it's going to land. So we're going to find out. It's going to be Remember the Titans. <laughs> Remember the Titans is a movie I have not seen. Oh, what? Really? We will not be watching it on this podcast. Well, actually, Corey, if you want to ever burn your, um, if you ever want to burn your uh, your week on Remember the Titans, we can we can watch it, I guess. But that is insane, Carson. Did you okay, never you- go to third through sixth grade? Look, I'm not saying it wasn't okay. on. I'm just saying I never watched it. Um, I have questions about why Caroline hates that movie as much as she does, but that's not what we're it. talking I about. I don't hate week. it. That's, that's, I just um... this is the Adam Sandler movie, yeah, where he plays football. No, 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 no. That's the Longest Yard. Oh, the longest yard. and and or the Water Boy. Oh. And or the Water Boy. And or the Water Boy. No, remember the Titans. It is a football film. It is the film um, in which I believe it's maybe the late fifties, but I think it's in the 1960s when um, Denzel Washington plays a high school football coach who's like integrating a team in the deep South. Whoa, that sounds really good actually. Wait, that movie is is fucking phenomenal. Wait, is it bad Caroline? What the fuck? I haven't seen it in years. I will say I, I, it is one of those films that is the very early 2000s, like boy guys, gee, howdy racism is bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm no, pretty yeah. sure in, cause it was one of those things where it's like, I, I mean, you watch, I watch it every year in public school. Um, but Last week I, of school, I, I believe yeah. it is one of those films that like is actually pretty like simplistic and kind of saccharine and actually a little backwards. If I, you, from what I have heard, but yeah, I, I believe honestly, that. Here's the thing. <laughs> Movies where like, a guy fixes racism in a backwards way and movies where sports happen are like the two easiest, like, you know, like, uh, like awards bait tearjerker type of movies there are and putting both of those things together and then making Denzel Washington be the guy who's going to give like the big halftime speech. Look, I don't know if it's like good in an objective sense, but it sounds like the kind of thing that would make me sob for three days. So, you know, I don't know. Um, Fucking, I don't know. I'm going to be safe and just say like seven. Yeah, like 70. 70. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go a little bit lower. Okay. I'm going to go a significant bit lower. Okay, okay. I'm going to say 45. 
Okay, I I'm done with you. <laughs> no, this okay. This is, this is not me. I have not seen this movie in a decade. I am just saying. I think critically, it's probably a little bit lower than oh. than one might initially expect. When do you think that movie? Wait, that movie came out in relation when Invictus came out. Um. Oh, like way longer. Like, remember the Titans was like 20, it was like 2000 and- um, Invictus um, was like 10 years later. Yeah, that was like 2010, 2012. Yeah, and for the record, I am not saying that I think that Remember the Titans is- I'm just fucking with you. No, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I think that like, I think that it's probably lower than Carson. I think it's probably in the 60s, but like, I'm just gonna go lower as a catch-all. Well, uh, we'll see you in the back half for our tiebreaker. What? Damn! Oh wow! What a what a what a what a, what a, what a, what a fucking love that. way to lead into the into That's the fantastic. break. So, that having been said, Carson, you go. Are you ready to watch this film? I I guess. I don't know. Right, you're gonna literally so much fun. I hope so. All right, let's do it. Hi, everyone. Hello. This is, this is the episode. We, I didn't want to uh, uh, filter any of the conversation. Okay, so this is, we had this conversation in the first half, and I've had it with multiple people after I saw this movie, which is that the, the fact that this is a movie where a woman fucks a car, <laughs> one, is not like a plot turn or a development or a twist. It is the premise of the movie. <laughs> Two, an observation I made immediately while watching this film is that it is not so much that she fucks the car, it's that the car fucks her. Correct. Correct. Yeah. And that is the point of the film. Apologies. Um, okay. So, so um, I, I will just start out by saying that, like, yes, had I seen this film last year, it would have upset my top 10 quite considerably. I don't think it would not have unseated. It could only knock one thing off. Well, true. Yeah. I mean, okay. The time's on there four times, baby. (laughs) I I put it in, I doubled it. Yeah, no. But like, it it is an incredible, like, masterwork. It is so fucking bizarre, but also so instantly iconic and like sticks in my brain. And it is about so much stuff that like, I've had the conversation with people also where they're like, what is that movie about? And I'm like, one, if I told you, you wouldn't believe me. Two, if I told you it would not impact, like if I just recounted to you the plot of this film, it would not have the impact that watching it does. Like Correct. so much of this thing is not, as much as it is a weirdly like plotty movie, it is built around, around plot development. It it is it is thematic. It is just it is a hundred percent a the most odd character study that you've ever seen in your life. And if were I to just tell you what happened, it would not hit you in the way that watching yeah. it does. It's it is it is a film in which if you if you bullet pointed all of the things that happen in this yes. film, you're like that is the densest, most plot heavy movie I've ever like outline I've ever seen, and also it is so simple it's just about mm. these two people talking to each other for yes. a while yep. yes it and is about 
two yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. And it's <laughs> fucking phenomenal. And I will say, Carson, like the thing that you're talking about, I, I mentioned this last year um, on our Howies, because mm-hmm. we have the Seenies, which are yes. our awards for the films for the we season. have done on the season. And then we over on Patreon, we have the Howies, which is our Oscars for the calendar year of releases. Yeah. And I talked about it over on the Howies that like, you know, I, I mean, I run a fucking movie podcast. Mm-hmm. So much of my, so much of the way I view films is me sitting there watching, having thoughts, digesting, figuring out, puzzle boxing, mm-hmm. etc. And this film, seeing this in a cinema with not a packed house, but mm-hmm. like it was, you know, the weekend after it came out, it was like it had won the Palm Door. And yeah, I was just at like the local AMC on like a Thursday or like a Friday night or whatever. So it was like a, there was a crowd there. Seeing this thing sucked me in and held my attention and just got its claws in me in a way that was just my high watermark for the year. Yeah. And that's why it won my best picture last year. Um, you know, and it just grabs you mm-hmm. in a way that like many, many, many films do not. And I'm really excited to see Duke Hernow's, uh follow-up film because if she can pull something off even remotely this close, like that's a, that's an opening trilogy of films that like is, is incredible for 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 a for a director's um feature career. I, yeah. I Go know on, I Corey. said I was just going to say I know I said earlier this season that uh Baz Luhrmann is my favorite director and I I think I might go on record and say Julia Duker now is my favorite director. Ooh. Oh, okay. With only two films under her belt, throwing down a gauntlet. Okay. I, I will. I this love is, that. We're going to. I think that's the most Corey fucking thing I've ever heard. Yeah. That and. That yeah. and oh, yeah. In the year the of 2022, we let our producer pick two films that we do over the year, one, one for each <laughs> season of the year. And the films he picked were Julia Ducournau's 2016 film Raw mm-hmm. and We're the Miller starring Jason Sudeikis. <laughs> yeah, okay. Jennifer Aniston. I, I, got a, I got a table setting slightly. I got Corey part literally th- just dabbed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool dabbing at home. Four times. I got to part the curtain and say that next week it is Corey's choice. And Corey's choice is Julia Ducournau's 2016 Raw. So we have all already seen the film. We have not recorded the episode on it. Yeah, um, and we're gonna try to keep this focused on. Yeah, the that's this is what I'm gonna say. We're gonna oh, try this and keep, week because this week this because week this is a double feature. Yes, yes, yes. We're gonna basically we're gonna I think we're doing these two episodes like Peter Jackson shooting Lord of the Rings. We're just kind of gonna do one long thing and then kind of split it. So we're gonna try and keep the first half of this very focused on Tatan and not talk about Raw as much. But I will say that the evolution to your point caroline the evolution of raw to titan is such an like such an incredible artistic leap like clearly so much of her her visual style and her thematic fascination is in raw and carried over into titan but is expanded and complicated and like i'm just like what the fuck where do you even go from here as an artist like i am so fascinated fuck i mean this movie is incredible let's Um, let's Let's just get into it. Let's kind of talk about the plot. Okay. So it starts with Alexia as a child, car accident. Uh, they say the name of the movie. I said, holy shit, they said the name of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> they said, Titan. And I said, oh, Titan. Like, uh, like, 
she gets the plate in her head. They do the, you know, they have the, the spiral plat pattern, which is the, um, the, the image on the poster. It is the very, you know, the, the thing about, you know, her, her head. Um, yes. Also, I will also for, forecast this conversation that a lot of this is going to be like, because, and I had the exact same experience as you, Caroline, where I'm like, I am, we're similar people in that, like, I'm always trying to do the Christopher Nolan puzzle box thing. I'm trying to figure out what the movie's about while I'm watching the movie. And this movie is like, fuck you, you're not going to. Like, but both this and Raw, I think, are like, you're not, you're not really going to understand the full picture of what this is until you're done watching it. Yes. And yes. I think with this, it is one of those things where, like, upon rewatch, this movie is a lot less opaque. Mm -hmm. And I mean, and that's, I mean, that's what I fucking love about it is like, I walked out of the theater the first time. I'm like, I have no idea what I just watched. Yeah. I just know it was so engaging. I just know it was so like upsetting and beautiful and like weirdly, really heartwarming. So yeah. And like, and that's, and that's the thing is, is like, uh, I, I will say about this film in particular, like I have heard people call this a horror film and I'm like, this is a no. body horror film. Yeah. I'm like, this yeah. is not a horror film. This is a family dramedy. This is a love story. <laughs> like, yeah. Yes. Like, like it to the point, I'm obviously skipping spoiler. Hey, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen fucking Titan, go fucking watch Titan. Yeah. Turn around. If we have not off. made that clear enough, like you are going to get nothing out of this conversation if you have not seen the movie. But if you tell me that the end of this film is a a woman disguised as a, a a grown woman disguised as a young man gives birth to a half car child and then dies and her father slash lover cradles the child that is covered in oil and you feel just so your heart is so full of of just warm feelings i like no that makes no sense what are you talking about like oh. it, and 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 here is uh, the only thing i want to say about that is um I, I i wholeheartedly agree yes however yes she doesn't die she's reborn mm, because yes. the baby has her scar that is yes 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 that's the okay oh. yeah yeah that is true too yeah the baby okay. has that her is, scars. I, I left that out yeah she is Ooh. reborn as a new child he gets it's, a child she figures out, she figures out, like, I mean, they both, they both figure out the thing they need to fucking do. They both, yes, like, yes. he figures out, he figures out, mm -hmm. hey, this horrible tragedy befell me and it is defined my entire life. And instead of desperately hoping that I can somehow undo that, if I, I, I can find that thing that I need in other people, like I am supposed to be a father. Yes. I can be a father to someone else. Yeah. Because that's what I meant to be. And she is, I never had a family that gave a shit about me. Yes. Nobody ever cared about me. Yes. I am like, I, it has turned me into, in many ways, a sociopath and metaphorical yes. monster. Uh huh. And if I can just let someone take care of me, if I can accept that and appreciate that, then you, she is reborn. He gets a new child. She gets another shot at yes. a life. She but can still regain with her scars, but she still, her she still has her yes. scars. Yes, but yes, because the uh, trauma has so oh. affected her. But yeah, but yeah, and and she can regain her innocence. She can. And it's so fucking beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> 
I did not <sighs> realize the baby had the scars. And yeah, it's, it's like oh. the last shot of the movie. Yeah, it's got it's got it's got the it's got the metal spine, and if you look, it's got yeah. the 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 little yeah. like ear, the little thing um, over uh, the ear. Yes. Yes. Oh my god! Sorry. Yes, the first this just time really I saw broke it, me. The first time I saw it, I was like, oh, kind of unfortunate that yes, I had the same thing, Carson. I was like, kind of unfortunate that like she dies yeah and it's like they've created this new thing together that is that like she passes on to him that like he can then take care of and then like upon rewatch i like real i like mm-hmm. looked at the car baby and mm-hmm. i'm like oh shit i'm like this yeah. is not a death scene this is a rebirth mm-hmm. yeah uh, literally yeah um okay so Good fucking she has movie. the it's a good fucking movie. Good she, okay. fucking movie. Fucking Let's movie. go back to the beginning. She okay. Also, so wait, she I the, have to say, I have yes, to say, yes, and we can come back to this. I I this is gonna be the weirdest sentence <laughs> that you guys are not expecting. Okay, okay. I love Vigo Mortensen. <laughs> I know exactly, I know fucking exactly where you're going with this. Literally one of my favorite people to ever grace the silver screen. <laughs> Um, he, he is Aragorn, has, son of Anvil. Yes. Yeah, he is Aragorn, son of Arathorn. He. Oh, sorry, sorry. So the sword of the okay, West. Sorry, sword, sorry, sorry. Sword of Narsil, you fucking dumbass. Sorry. When Crimes of the Future won the Palm Door the next year, Vigo did say that like Crimes of the Future is a better film than Titan because it actually has something to say as opposed That's to just being stupid. imagery. Ugh. And like, I have never hated, I have never hated the Dutch more. <laughs> <laughs> is he Dutch? He's from one of those. He's countries. gotta be. He's from Vigo? The, the Netherlands? It's Vigo me. Okay, have we all seen Crimes of the Future? I have yeah, not seen I have, and it's like fine. It's fine but i yeah, yeah i saw that and was like that's the stupidest fucking thing. i i did not like that movie a b i thought that yeah oh okay okay get back to it she's in the car as a child the parents i mean it is it is so subtle the the relationship with the parents she has the the, the car crash baseline that is you know the symbol of the baseline trauma the trauma that comes from childhood the the you know the parents kind of ignoring her this is a, a theme that she is fixated on it's in raw two raw two then, more raw raw two more raw um raw two <laughs> medium rare um we're okay. coping we're learning yeah. we're coping and we're learning we're trying uh, the it is not so much and then it cuts to her as an adult the long shot of the car show it is not so much that the trauma with the parents is that she is being explicitly mistreated or abused. It is the trauma of ignorance. It is the parents don't, you know, it's it's the in the distance that she has with the parents, even as an adult, she still lives with them. She is in some ways still a child, but she is so distant from them that now she has to be an adult. Yes. And like, uh, okay, so she, there's the, the long shot of the car show. Cool jacket. I will say very, wa- cool, jacket. very, very cool, cool jacket. jacket. I my thought watching the movie, I for some because <laughs> I didn't know what this film was going to be. I was like, okay, she's gonna be wearing this jacket the whole movie. And I was like, tag yourself, drive jacket BF to Ton Jacket GF. <laughs> <laughs> was no, my yeah. thought. No, yeah, that film took a the film took a really wild turn. The first time I watched yeah. it, we got to the car show and I'm like, ooh, this film is gonna be a really fun, scary, sexy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do. And oh. then it's just like instantly not that after it's, like the 18 minute mark or whatever. She does the you get the thing, Julie DeCanel, obviously, because 
body horror, big time body horror, as you said before. And Julie DeCanal is really visually interested, I think, in how seamlessly you can show essentially the same body, like images of the same body. And in context, it is either so like just, you know, there's objectification and desire and also total disgust. Like the exact same image can, can and, the, and the exact same body can suggest all these things. And that is from that first scene. You know, you have the, she's in the jacket, kind of formless and then the, the way that the camera gazes at the other women as compared to her they are being objectified while as she is kind of moving through this space with like complete competency and then the turn of then she is one of the car dancers feels very it's just it feels very weird it's like she is taking control of her own body but she is also taking part of the objectification and then you get that, you get the scene in the shower where she's talking to the other woman. It's like slightly flirtatious and then immediately the confrontation with the guy. Can I say something really quickly about yes. the shower scene? Uh, yes. The woman whose hair, her... It's caught in the nipple ring, yes. In the nipple ring. That is the same Girl actress from Raw. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Well, good, good actress. We'll talk about her in like later. 45 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> So the confrontation with the guy happens and I'm like, okay, this is immediately, this is fascinating because now she goes from this position of absolute power to total desperation. And then she turns it, it's, it's the murder and it's very grisly. And I did have that. Cause again, that's, that's the first turn where I'm like, okay, this is what the movie's about. It's not, but I was watching it. I did have the thought. I'm like, does Caroline like this movie so much? Because this is promising young woman of promising young woman, like actually went hard. Like, and that's, that's the first 20 minutes. If, that's the first 20 promising minutes. Young woman actually yes. was a movie. That yes. Was good. Yes. Like, and I'm like, okay, this is terrifying. This is intense. This has something to say. And then this is, this is, this is very much demonstrating and walking the uh, line. of. Yes. I mean, like it is, it's a, I mean, and we're talking about to Tom, we got to talk yes. about sexual violence. Yes. And yes. All that stuff. So like, Content For, warning, about I, to get into yes. some sexual violence. I will say, again, same yeah. thing. If you have seen Titan, I don't think we're going to say anything that's going to be more shocking or disturbing than the movie Correct. Titan. Yes. However, Go, okay, yes. However, um, we should say. It is a thing where, like, um, in... I mean, it is true. With trauma survivors, like, you, it's what this film is about. She walks mm-hmm. out of the hospital as a child and instantly, like, hugs and kisses the thing that hurt her. Yes, yes. Um, and it's, it, it is a thing with survivors of sexual violence and sexual trauma, it is not all the time because everybody deals with things differently and everybody's mm-hmm. their own individual person, but very frequently a thing that happens is they become hypersexual mm-hmm. because there's like that subconscious or uh, or sometimes conscious, like I'm not a psychologist, I just know what I've read. There is that desire of like, no, like I didn't have control then. So if I... T- like I have the power to control it now. So I'm going to do it over and over and over and over with that need to like claim that control. Mm -hmm. And this film really walks that line of Mm -hmm. like in the beginning, it's just like, Ooh, like, is this empowering for her? Does she like this? Is she like, like, like she's, she's now like dancing on the car. She's now like, you know, like doing all of this stuff. Like, like, is this is this like a, a reaction she's having that she can't help but like is she is she still a victim in all of this is she reclaiming this is she mm-hmm. enjoying this does she like actually fucking love this in a way where promising young woman is Carrie Mulligan looks into the lens and is like 
I was exposed to sexual violence. So now I impose the sexual yes, violence. And yes. it's like, yeah, all right, Carrie. Yeah, we like, get it. Yeah. Like um, you're 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 a phenomenal actor, Carrie. Please do anything different. Please do a different <laughs> movie now, please. Can you just do Inside Lewin Davis again? Can we yes. just do that another time? It's very and, and it's really very, quickly, a thing yeah, that I on. think is really important is the film never answers it. No, no, it's not that's not what the film is about. No. The film, the film treats that as a baseline reality, not a like a question to solve and i love that we'll talk about this when we get to raw but i do think that that this is a i am this is a very my this this is how am i gonna say this um i think it's hilarious to say that i think raw is didactic because it's not but i think that raw is more didactic than titan titan is so yeah Sure. Fucking, it is so about leaving the question open in a way that Ra is less so about. And I, yeah. I don't even know that that's the intention yeah. of the film, but. Right. And, and be- well, no, like, I think you're right. We'll get to it in a few minutes because we haven't seen Ra yet. This no, yeah, technically. Yes, yes. Uh, hey, hey, if but, you haven't taken a shot yet, go ahead and take. Go do it. Take listening. a lot. Yeah, yeah, we record these out of order. Just open the handle of whiskey that you're drinking out of or yes. your water bottle. because You know, uh, sobriety stay hydrated. Cool. Yeah. Um, uh, in a way, like, in a way that Raw, yes, Raw does have the, like, kind of here's the theme. Yeah, like, the code at like, the end of the movie. We, yeah, whereas Titan is like, no. <laughs> fuck, dude. Like, yeah. it's just like, it's just like, yeah. it's like uh, move forward? Yeah. We can try that. We can try to heal. Maybe maybe love is the answer, but maybe it's also the problem. I uh, yeah. So like she we're 10 minutes into this movie. She murders she murders the man. It is a really disturbing scene with the hairpin and immediately yeah, it's the theme that you're talking about. It's we're bringing up the like And it's also, it's the promising young woman thing, but it's actually asking the question of, okay, well, wait, how much of this is just, how much of this is appropriate? And then again, I, my thought is, well, this is what the movie is going to be. This is going to be the thing that the movie is grappling with. And no, because then almost immediately, (laughs) 10 minutes later, she murders a house full of people. You get the news report of like, she is a serial killer. And there is nothing just about the murders that she's doing. There is no, you know, no justification for she literally, I mean, it's, it's again, it's a trauma response thing, but she murders the woman that is showing her affection and trying to help her and, you know, and, and like, and then it's okay. So it's not about that. And then she's on the run and she sees, I mean, you've had can the I, kind Carson, of, yeah, can go I just on, jump sorry. In? Yes, no, absolutely, please. Um, I just really like of all of the horror movies, uh, uh-huh. with the exception of maybe one in Scream, this has my favorite kill. I think of anything we're watching, which Ooh. is her sitting on the stool through the guy's mouth. Yeah, good, good oh. kill. It's yeah, a it good is. kill. It's visually inventive. It's horrifying. Uh, oh, I just the, wanted to make and sure. And it's hysterical I that too. It is. Also, it is. It is fucking hilarious. It is very funny. The yeah, the scene in the house with all the roommates is. <laughs> In the theater, that was getting like actual like comedic laughter. Like, it's, especially it's, when she's like bang on the bathroom door and the guy comes out and he's just like, Oh, is it occupied? And she's like, Yeah. And she oh, does the oh, oh now I gotta yeah. kill this guy too. And it's oh. yeah, it's great because it's funny 
And then there's the mo, and then she walks up, she gives him the hug, and it's the ugh, it's the kill. And then immediately it goes back, it goes from this is funny, this is exciting to I am disgusted. This is horrifying. Why is she doing this? Like, what is the you know? And so she's on the run, she burns the parents alive. Also, you know, highly visually metaphorical, obviously. She's but then it is the most insane plan of all time. <laughs> But the movie is so involving that you go along with it. Like, it makes no fucking sense that she's like, hmm, here's how I'll get out of it. I'll impersonate a boy that went missing 10 years ago. That's how I'll do it. Um, like, and again, in reality, it makes no fucking sense. But this movie has no, does not give a shit about realism or naturalism in any way. We didn't even talk about how she fucks the car. I completely went past it. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, it's it's the thing, but or I, how she or how she fucking kills the guy. Yeah, that first guy, which is oh my god, that is that is the scariest scene in the movie. It's so scary. Yeah, that the is the scariest yeah, the scene in the movie. Is when like she starts walking and he's following, and she picks up the pace and he picks up the pace, and then she yeah. runs and he runs. Yeah, and it's just like it makes yeah. my skin fucking crawl yeah when he's just like and i think i'm in love with you and like, it's okay if you don't feel the same way because it, uh, yeah it's really it is no. it is it is the most terrifying thing um in the movie to me that that sequence feels more like a horror movie than anything yeah and it's crazy because you're it it's it's having you empathize with the, the killer yeah the person yeah. who is objectively the slasher yes yes but it's like it's yeah it's it's very horror the most horror sequence in the entire film yeah yeah and uh yeah and i mean it's 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 very scary and then she gets that like that rush of like violence that rush of blood that rush of mm -hmm. adrenaline and she goes and she she fucks a car well the car fucks her i mean it's yeah, it's it's again, it's the her returning to the the thing that hurt her and like letting it I, there. I am this movie defies words. Um, I want to like, cut together just all of your like starting a sentence and then just kind of going. Ah. Because well, because again, because this film is so I say this as a compliment is so open ended and is so much about letting you lavish in the experience of it it is not trying to be didactic or like tell you the message of what it's saying that like you can read it in a lot of ways but like i do think it's really important that the way visually the way that she has sex with the car is she is bound she is constricted it is back to back with she is almost sexually assaulted and then the imagery that they use for the car sex is is domineering and she is being she is yeah. being yeah, she's and also too, you could say she's being assaulted by the car, but she actively chooses to right because that's have sex with it. Yeah, that's is, the yeah. Is it is is it is a very domineering like yes. vibe, but yeah, she's the one who gets out of her car yes. and yes. goes and showers mm -hmm. and like goes to the car like the car is stationary. Yeah. Yes, and the car like, is a car. The, the car is a car. Car right. can't move. Well, and, but that's the thing too is like is like in oh. this like. I don't even know if I would call it magical realism because it's not really yeah, magical, but like no. in the in the surreal world in which a car can impregnate a woman. Yeah. Like, like the car could Christine, mm -hmm. you know, it could be one of those things where she's sitting in her car 
and she kills the guy and then suddenly you hear vroom vroom yeah. and like some headlights like come around a corner and she looks over and like the car pulls up by itself if the car can fuck her and impregnate her yes the car can drive itself yes like let's yeah. let's yes. be clear yes. let's be clear these are the rules of this universe <laughs> this is but, the rules of fucking the car but it's 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 incredibly important that, that she, she is actively making yep. the choice she walks to the car <laughs> yes just i don't know she caroline oh. caroline just screamed and it peaked a little bit i don't know how much of you gotta get that but like she goes to the car she allows she consensually allows the car to fuck and impregnate her and it it but again and it just makes you beg the question of of consensuality and choice and how she's again we're coming back to her response to trauma of is this empowering or is that whatever so she gets impregnated immediately you have that thread she is the the growing of the belly the thing that happens throughout the rest of the movie is so fucking scary and yes, she the oh, we didn't even talk about she attempts to abort the car baby the, oh, she yeah. with the pin the same the the pin as a weapon and as a thing is just the visual just that visually is really really strong in this movie but she attempts to abort the car baby it does not work and yeah okay so back to <laughs> back to the plot back to the plot okay so so all that happens that is that is the first what like 20, third, 30 third of the yeah. film that's act one act one is all this shit happens and then she cuts off all her hair takes off her makeup Breaks her binds, nose. Breaks her, breaks her own oh, nose. Fucking scary. Breaks her own nose. Binds her chest. Starts pretending to be the missing boy. And then the movie. And then like. And then the movie starts. And then actually, oh, this is what the movie's about. Like this is, and that's the rest of the film. Yes. Mm-hmm. Is actually, it's about the relationship between her and <laughs> her and uh, and her father lover. A broken um, child and a broken father. A broken child and a broken father. Um, a fascinating performance. That guy's fucking performance is incredible. Vincent uh, Linden. Vincent Linden, what a dude. I will say. Or should I say Lindon? Lindon. Lindon. Vincent Lindon. Vince, but, and I know you're listening. I'm I know sorry. you listen, Mr. Linden. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry we are pronouncing your name, but we are Monsieur Americans Lindon. from the Midwest. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So she is is pretending to be Adriel. Adriel. Uh, I will say the other very odd thought I had about this dude is that like all because he's in there's the whole he's injecting himself with steroids thing, which is so I mean, there's a lot of stuff in this movie that is just so unexpected. But when that happens, I'm like, what the fuck? Like that's coming out of. But it's it's an important visual metaphor of it's like this guy who is past his prime and feels as though he's not enough and he's not strong enough and so he's trying to get that from some artificial source well and he's trying to just like keep his youth going for yes. as long as he can because yes. he's stuck in this mode of like i need to get my son back i need to be like, strong I, enough nothing, to yeah. yeah there's nothing for me in the future like i have to preserve the past and i mean yeah. it's, like, it's the same thing that his ex-wife says uh-huh where she's just like how can you continue to live here like his toys are all still here. yeah like, like you are like in this like monument to the past and it's like the same i mean it's the same thing with the steroids it's like yeah. i need to keep up my masculinity i need to keep up my like virility because like 
if I age, then it's all over. Yeah. yeah. There's no, there's nothing for me in yeah. the future. It's the steroids and then the him doing uh, chin ups. And he's just fucking like mad that he can't do them the way he used to. Yeah. And, and, and I, I did have the, <laughs> anytime that dude had his shirt off, I did have the horrible, I was like, unironically, this is my, like, this is the body type I'm trying to achieve. I was like, I'm like, this is Vincent Linden in Tatan, hashtag Jimspiration, like hashtag. Oh, yeah. I was like this, I'm like, cause I, I go to the Person, gym a that lot. that makes yeah. so much sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> that you would say that. Yeah, cause, um. I go to the gym because he's not he's not he's not a super chiseled body. No, he is a man who is strong. Yes, he is just big and capable. That's what I'm trying to be. I'm he like, to move a lot of weight. He has yeah. no he has no ego about cutting. He just no. wants to be strong. No, but absolutely. Always be bulking. Oh, yeah. ABD. Which is which is a, which is my uh, relationship to the gym is, uh, well, I'm not going to start eating less. So guess I should probably turn it into muscle, right? Like, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, always so. Always be bulking. Incredible. Yeah, so always be bulking. Hashtag Vincent Linden inspiration. Um, and, and then that's the movie, is this very strange, very confrontational, and then very sweet relationship between these two broken fucking people. And... It's just the the first half of that relationship is just constant tension because you have the twin, like, is he going to figure it out that she's not Adrian? And the and like, is and she just going to it's the ambiguity too of just like yeah, does he already fucking know? Does he already know? Like, and at then at what point does he find out? And they mm-hmm. never say. I mean, he the as far as he goes is the by the end of the movie. She helps him inject the steroids and and then they have the conversation. I mean, he just talks to her because she doesn't really speak for the whole last, you know, 45 minutes of the movie. But because that's part of the part of the game is that, like, if she speaks, she's going to be found out. So she's doing this thing where she's pretending to be mute. Um, But then there's the moment, too, when she helps him with the steroids. It's like she walks in the room and just like with no pomp and circumstance. And I love that the film doesn't like zoom in very closely. Yeah, it doesn't even cut to her. Yeah. And like, no, no. I mean, you see her when she when she says the the, the, like. But it doesn't like it doesn't do like a like a dramatic like. Yeah, there's no Hitchcock dolly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like a shittier movie. (laughs) Be crazy in this movie. Yeah. But like, but like, she just walks in the room and she just says, like, she just says, "Are you sick?" Yeah. And like, and I was like, and I was like, the first time she's ever cared yeah. about somebody. Yeah. And and she just says, "Are you sick?" And he just responds, "No, I'm just old." And then yeah. she helps him. And like, yeah. you know, and like that's the thing is, it's like it could have been, it could have been like she walks in, she looks down. It zooms in on her face. Mm-hmm. She like has the micro expression of like, oh my God, can I give up the can I give up the gambit at this point? Yeah. And then like like cut to just her lips. Are you sick? Yeah. Hitchcock Dolly Zoom on Vincent Linden. Oh my God, he spoke. Yeah. And instead, it's just she walks in and he says, Hey, can you help me? And she says, Are you sick? And he goes, No, I'm just old. And then she yeah. helps it. And like, that's it. And it's like that, 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 but almost minimalism in a film that's so fucking maximal. Yeah. But that's, a, that's the, that's the fucking thing of this movie, though, is that it can go from these, in, because the visual metaphors are so well 
established because we know uh, we just talked about it we know what the steroids mean to this guy like we know what this is about like just that interaction is enough one we know that that adrian has not spoken like you know this guy's like my son's not talking to me so the both the impact of saying anything him admitting while you know injecting himself with this like visual metaphor for nostalgia like he's putting the uh the nostalgia juice in his ass yeah <laughs> and he's then he ghostbusters in- afterlife yes <laughs> <laughs> and like but but yeah that is that interaction is incredibly powerful because it's it's adrian speaks to him he admits that he is old like just that alone the fact that we have the scene before of him just desperately trying to fucking do chin-ups and he can't do it and he just that establishing that he just won't admit to himself that he's you know going in this direction it speaks fucking volumes of how close they're getting of just that they can allow any barrier to fucking fall and yeah and then it's great and then later but yeah but to go back to the original thing like the only it it, they do leave it ambiguous as to what but and it's he set i mean he basically says he is leaving it ambiguous he just tells her like i don't care if you're my i don't care i don't care who you are i don't care if you're adrienne i don't care if you're a boy or a girl whatever you're my son and i was like oh oh like it's because you know the reveal of the pregnancy and like he has to he like uh, it's it's the same thing it's also in the bathroom and in the because the bindings are coming loose right isn't that the thing well it's isn't that the thing um, so so she's adjusting it yeah and he's like hey 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 yeah he opens the door and she does the towel over her whole body yeah yeah and like you can't really see like her body shape but it is just that thing of like yeah i mean when was the last time you saw a gentleman in a locker room with the with the uh towel tucked under his armpits yeah you know? very like, very unusual yeah and it's and very like, it's very i guess technically a guy could do that but like that's just like instantly not what people yes. do we and just so much of the that movie yeah and it's it's scene to scene to scene if you have the the kind of the weird the infighting between alexia and the other guy the other firefighter this dude who clearly looks up to this man like a father yeah. but does not is not receiving that you know that love and that that um validation from him you have the interaction between the other firefighters, them as a community, like this group of very, like, you know, it's this woman pretending to be a man in a group of very outwardly masculine men. You have the, like, I mean, you just, the, the scene where they're all dancing, they're all, like, shirtless and dancing, I was like, this is, like, so, I, I mean I mean this in a very positive way, but, like, this is so gay. Like, all these, like, chiseled, uh-huh. sweaty dudes. Yeah. And it's, like, joyful yeah, I, and, like, I, fantastic. I masculinity is very different than American Yeah, that's, we'll yeah. talk about that. Oh, we'll talk about that in Raw so much because I'm, like, this okay. is a a thing, uh, definitely a thing I was, like, trying to figure out with Julie Ducanel's film is, like, yeah, I do think that they have a different perspective of masculinity that we do. But, like, and, like, it's just... Every scene is just building this, you know, we're we're just building this like house of cards and you keep wondering if it's going to fall and you keep wondering if it's going to fall. And then like it does, but neither of them care because the relationship that they've 
you know, but also like is, it does, but like, like also it it also fucking doesn't. It also doesn't. It's like, it's, it, it's it's kind of like cliche, but it's yeah. like it's like the real father son relationship we made was the, the you know <laughs> was the delivering the the trauma babies along yeah, the way. Yeah, the trauma you know? car it's baby. Like, yeah, it's like it's like it it's it's like yeah, the disguise is falling apart. It's like the disguise is falling apart and the ability for Vincent Linden to believe that she is his son is falling apart at the same exact rate that they are like coming to trust and care for one another. So it's like it does. It's like it's it's such an inverse thing of Mm -hmm. like, which I, I find so endearing about this film because you know the the whole the um, you know the american like disguise comedy is mm-hmm. like oh no like the strings are coming untouched which means i need to try harder i need to try harder mm-hmm. and like and like the tension's gonna get ratcheted up and as the disguise starts falling apart like the more people are starting to distrust me and the more people are starting to like you know and it's like and it's like then you know you get to the the end of the second act and the disguise is found out and then the third act is coming clean and trying yeah. to salvage what you can and this thing has no interest in that bullshit. No. This thing is like, she's now spent however many weeks bonding with this man and he with her. And so like, even though it, it is becoming so much more unreal to believe. Yeah. It becomes less and less important. Yeah. To have that it's, there it's, because there's no longer, because it's no longer about the disguise. It's no longer about the lie. It's about the trust they've already formed. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's the exact opposite. It's as the again and it's back it goes back to the body horror thing of like both as the reality of the like the the car trauma pregnancy becomes more like less and less untenable and more and more of a reality for her and something that she cannot like put under wraps literally dude i love this yeah it's so it's so good um it's so good and and there's so much it, it, you said it's Max. It's a such a fucking maximalist film. It wants to just say everything, express everything it can, and the fact that it is artfully done enough that all of that maximalism coheres into something that is like understandable and like can be can be found out is like incredible. Well, and the thing too, that, and that like, like communicates I mean, a message even if it's not a didactic one. Like yes, and and yeah. I think I think that the. A, a very important bit of this film and a, and a very important reason why I'm super fucking stoked for like Julia Ducanow's mm-hmm. like future is like I said earlier, like this film grabbed me and threw me for loops and sucked me in, in a way that like just 99.8% of films just cannot do. Yeah. And I didn't even understand all of like the message yeah. the first time I watched it. Yeah. I was just like, I was like, that was such an experience. Like that was such an emotional, visceral, like, like uh, just experience of feeling. Mm-hmm. And then to rewatch it and be able to unpack a lot of mm-hmm. it and have that stuff be deepened is something I really, really appreciate about, about this thing. And, um, 
I have two things I want to talk about. Okay. Because we're kind of, I feel like, like thematically or like whatever, like yeah. kind of wrapping up maybe a little bit. I think, like, yeah, I think, and like I said, I think we just got to roll this into raw. I think we just yeah. got to like, yeah. <laughs> so I think, I think one thing is um, her use of music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So incredible in a way that... <laughs> Very, very funny analogy we're about to make. Uh, but Corey and I went and saw Smile the other day. Uh-huh. At um, Like, we just went to the movies and saw it. And that is a film where during the horror sequencing, um, the music is very effective and very much like the soundscape of the score, like really enhances the things. And it goes just as hard during the dialogue scenes in a way that makes me want to like cringe that somebody thought it was a good idea. Uh, um, but just like the way that the, that the music in this film and in Raw too, and it seems to be like one of her director trademarks perhaps, mm-hmm. the way she uses music to enhance the mood is very incredibly good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, extremely important to the success yes. of this film. There's like two scenes in Raw I'm going to talk about when we get, when we're talking about that in like 10 minutes. Yeah. 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 But so I didn't know if you guys had any opinions on the, on the music. No, I mean, I just agree with you. Okay. I mean, the, the, I think I'll talk about, because it's like, there's one, the one particular scene in Raw I want to talk about in particular, but uh, the particular scene, particularly, how many times can I say that word? Uh, but like, yeah, no, I mean, I just agree with you. It's really well utilized. All the 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 choice to use like American pop songs sometimes seems very particular and it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The music's great. The makeup is great. You said that I remember you said this in the Howies, but the the way that they visualize both the body horror of the pregnancy and also her like the disguise of her being Adrian the and nose then looks incredible. The nose oh, looks really so good the entire good. time. I mean, maybe, yeah. maybe Agatha, maybe she, you know, maybe she did go off and, and just say like, yeah, shave my head. It's fine. It's for a role. But yeah. like, like I'm assuming she didn't do that. And the baldness looks incredible. I have the Blu-ray of this yeah. and it has an interview with her at the New York film festival, like uh-huh. while they were doing the debut circuit. And she has very much like a shag, like, it looks like it's growing back. I like do. she's growing her hair okay, back so out. I, I do think she shaved her head. Yeah. I feel like there's no, I feel like you'd have to. There's no way you could, because you've got to do the shaved head and you've got to do the scar makeup on top of that. And yeah. she would have already had the side shave. That's for, fair. That's fair. Yeah. It looks great. It, it looks really great. great. I mean, it's hair and makeup. The, yeah. The visualization yeah. of the, the, the belly and the oil. Oh, the oil. Oh, like that it's oil yeah, is blood. Oh, yeah motor the, oil yeah that it's motor oil and it's it's like it's also just the continuance it's like the car representing trauma but also representing like dehumanization mm-hmm. yeah it, because you're yeah yeah it's well funny. and let's talk about that because we talked about it at the beginning but then you get yes. to the end yes car baby car baby talk to me about car baby metal spine car baby i mean again a thing that i'm like still i'm, I'm processing it as we're talking about it is such a I, okay i'll say this one i had the entire because this I agree with you. Magical realism is not the right word for this exactly. It's more surreal. Yeah, it's yeah. surrealism. I was, there were several points in the film. And I think if I had seen Raw first, I would not have been, I would not have been as worried about this. But there were several points in the film in which I'm like, is, are we about to reveal that the car pregnancy is imagined? 
is is like within the diegesis of the film something that she is imagining and is mm. is is a metaphor for like because look you can again the we were talking about it, the back to back of her almost being sexually assaulted by the man and then her being fucked by the car like there especially okay the the scene specifically that I thought about the most is when she has the confrontation with the mother and the mother walks in and sees the pregnancy there is a shot that is her that is the mother seeing Alexia and they don't cut back to her for a moment and my worry was are we about to cut back to Alexia with no belly either yes no belly or not the you know the terrifying distended like cracking skin car baby oil blood belly and it's just going to be like oh and now we have this very black and white metaphor of she was assaulted that night and this is the way that she is you know this conceptualizing it in her own mind and there was a couple of points in the movie where I, I was nah, worried. Literal. No, the car. No, exactly. And I'm like, no, this uh, a more a less confident director and a less confident screenwriter would have done that, but she does not. And and I love that choice. That no, we're sticking to the surrealism about this. Yes, you can read it as a metaphor for that, but it's also because we're not doing that it does not have to be that it can be a metaphor for other things and it can just exist as a a thing that is in the diegesis of this film so by the time you get to the car baby again it is the exact thing you're saying that i'm processing this and i'm just like i don't know i'm having a lot of emotions about this i see the metaphor for rebirth i see all that but also by the time you get there, the fact that it is a literal metal spined car baby is something that is so packed with visual meaning that, like, I don't think I've processed all of what it means, you know? Yeah. 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 It is a film that you just, like, cannot, you literally, you you truly cannot process. In one yeah. go. Yeah. 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 Um, but, like, clearly, again, it's all the stuff we've been talking about. It is, as you very eloquently stated, it is this, you know, it's this metaphor for rebirth. It's them both getting what they need. It is the thing about dehumanization, the fact that it, it is a human child with a metal spine. That, you know, she has titanium in her head. That's the whole thing at the beginning of the movie, that there is something about her which is inhuman and artificial, and but is also a piece of the thing that traumatized her. It's a very direct metaphor. And the fact that, like, that thing is still in her that she is reborn and has, in some ways, become more a part of her. Like, yeah, it's just a lot of stuff. It's a very dense film. And it's also so uninterested. Yeah. Like in stating meaning and being like, did you get it? 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 We're packing in here, which I find. (laughs) Yes. uh, Yes. Yes. It's so good. And I think that hits extra hard coming off of smile where it's like, did you get it? Did you get it? Did you get it? Did you get it? Jesus fucking Christ. I, and then I'll say, and I think this is a great, because we can roll right into raw with this, right? A thing we got to talk about is that there is also this element between the relationship that the two of them have that is sexual, that is explicitly sexual. I would say it's, I would say it's implied, it is, uh, it is mm, ambiguously. Yeah, but there is the Carson kissing. Carson said, I would say you're fucking No, wrong. no, but, but, no, I, no, and no, and it's, I'm not saying that like, 
I agree with you. It's though. as ambiguous in the rest of the movie, but also, well, it's the, okay. My experience of watching but the kissing it, is so uncomfortable for the both of them. It, it is, is the but, thing yeah. that she that she tries because she is like, oh, the way well, I, this is the, the way, way I, I relate excise, to men. Yes, yeah, yes. the way I exercise yeah. this thing, the way I get rid of this is I is I is I give it what it wants, which mm-hmm. is sexuality, and yes. then I get to kill it. Yes, when it's when it's when his defenses yes, are down, yes, I get yes, to kill yes, it. Yes, yes, and she kisses him, and he's just like. Uh, this like, is weird. Yeah, just like just like I'm a guy, so uh, something kissing me, like I, I I kind of knee jerk reaction can't help but engage with for half yes. a second, but also like this is why my. Why don't we stop this now? My pregnant yes. murder son, I cannot. Yeah, like yeah, yeah my, my pregnant, pregnant murder son tries murder to kiss son. me, and it's like, <laughs> and it's like, and it's like okay, and also too, I will say, I do think that the French have a different relationship. To Ab- oh, ab- absolutely, absolutely. But I'm pretty sure French men would kiss their father on the lips. Yeah, yeah, and be like, no, but that it. kiss is a sexual. And I and no, I agree no, with you. Is, I agree with is, you. But like that it is, it is, in 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 and and. Hey, the French, I know you're listening. Um, <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. But like I do believe that the 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 semiotics of yes. two people kissing in a French film is more ambiguous of like, ooh, there's a little bit of sexual tension there, but also this is very normal, but also this is yes. such a surreal film that this is not the time to do that. So it's like, yeah, I think I think it is a lot more loaded because in America, like yeah. you don't kiss like you maybe you'll kiss your mom on the cheek. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Like maybe you'll kiss your mama on the cheek. But like in America, you do not kiss somebody unless you are like, hi, this is a sexual romantic thing. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Where yes, you are no, agreed. To fuck. Yes. And, agreed. And I think I think it is. Yes. And and, and but I, on, I also on, think, and this is gonna roll right into. Okay, can I just propose that like we finish this? We there's a point, Corey. You drop in the spiel at the end, and we just keep talking. We go in. Uh, okay. We well, so a, here's we gotta here's take what, a two because I got. We'll take like a two. We'll get more water, but then we just keep going. Are we are we dropping them as two separate episodes, or are we smushing yeah. together? Two, two separate, two separate episodes. episodes. I okay. said, this is Lord of the Rings. This is, we're shooting it as one, but we're releasing it as two. Scooping what you're pooping, <laughs> buying what you're selling, smelling Okay, speak in my fucking language, baby. Okay. Lord of the Rings. I think, and because they already know we're doing raw, so I think you drop in, and you keep all this too. This is part of it. You drop in, you drop in the plugs for everything, and then the post-plug thing is just a little snippet of the episode from Raw, and it's just a little taste. It's a post-credit scene to keep you coming back. Because... Because this is what Raw is more about. This is about the sexuality is more of a central theme to Raw, I think, because Raw just has sure. fewer themes. But there was a moment in Titan when they first see each other. There's a couple of moments where the way they are looking, and I, I think it's intentional. And I do think that the French have a different relationship to sexuality, and it expresses itself in ways semiotically that are different from what we see as Americans. I take your point there, Caroline. But there is a scene the beginning of the two of them looking at each other and the way their bodies are shot in relation to each other and the way these two actors are looking at each other, I verbally said, are they going to fuck? I was like, is that going to be a thing in this? Like, before they have the big transformative journey of them coming together and helping to heal one another's trauma, I had that thought. And I do think that that was intentional on on the part of the film. Sure. It's it's in there. It is a it is a smaller part of it, but I do think that that is part of the relationship between these two people that I found to be really weird and yeah impactful. No, and yeah. I agree. And I think too, I I will say I agree. I do think that's yeah. in there. I think 
I think it is more of a trauma response. Yes. This is scary. It's the only way she knows how to react. You are afraid. Mm-hmm. I think it's more like you're afraid that it might turn sexual than it is like, ooh, and also, by the way, their relationship's a little bit sexual. Because that's the thing, yes. too, in the birthing yeah. scene, when it's like, I mean, she's fully naked. He's mostly naked. Yeah. And it's that thing of, like, he's an EMT, so, like, you know, uh, he's called to these emergency situations, and it's that thing where it's, like, he stands up, and he walks over, and he gets on the bed, and he, like, scoops his arms under her legs, and you are just, like, and, like, the first time I saw it, I was, like, oh, my God, is this going to turn into an all is lost, Mm -hmm. like, sexual violence, like, everyone is... Like, like secretly, like there is no healing. Mm. Everyone's out to get you thing. And he like pulls her down. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. No, I had the same thought. I had the exact same thought. And he just goes, and he just goes, push. And I'm like, yeah. Yes. I'm like, (laughs) yeah. No, yeah, exactly. He's like, he's like, I'm not living a fucking baby. Yeah. (laughs) This, well, look, like I said, this is what Raw is about. Julia Ducanau's. I mean, the gender politics of this, but we talked around it, obviously, are very Well, that complex. was the thing I wanted. That was, I, I said two yes. things a while ago, and then we went down some rabbit holes. But yes. the, the, the gender expression mm-hmm. and identity in this film is something I want to at least touch upon. It yes, 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 yes. Go on. Yes. Um, But like, what was I saying? What was I fucking saying? Oh, yeah. And then from from his angle, I think the, the you know, the perspective masculine on this is that like <laughs> his wife left him. He is, uh, thank you. Uh, His wife left him you don't get the sense that he has been with a woman in a long time. He does this job where he's exclusively like in this like tinderbox of like masculine expression, like all these very like, you know, these like boyish dudes and like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of the opposite. It's that he has not been set. You can just like, he's not been sexual because his entire life has been built around keeping this memory of his son alive. And so that's something he has not been able to express in a long time. And like the knee jerk, the the like knee jerk reaction to um, Alexia that some of it is sexual, I think, is also an expression of that. It's something that's yeah on his yeah, and then yeah, and and uh, you're very correct, Caroline. The like her reaction is give thing what it wants and then murder with hairpin. But that's but <laughs> yeah. that's the first scene is he grabs the hairpin away and is like, no, you're not gonna like, you don't get to hairpin me, asshole. Yeah. Like, yeah. No. Yeah. And then the only other thing I want to talk yes. about, and I don't think we have to talk about it long because like it's kind of an older conversation. And also I think that uh, the, I think that if you've ever listened to this podcast, you would have mm-hmm. scared off the kind of people who would think this way. But like there was a big thing around the time of this film mm-hmm. where people are like, oh, this is like, this is appropriating transness. Like this is anti-trans. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I'm just like, First of all, that's the dumbest thing I've ever yeah. heard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Secondly, just like this is a film about like disguise and mm-hmm. like I don't really think it yeah. And I just all I want to say is I think that's a really shallow, unfair take. And all I have to say is uh in this film, every time she gets back into private and takes off like the binding Mm -hmm. like yes the pregnancy is terrifying but it's like i don't know any trans people who get home at the end of the day and remove whatever whatever they're wearing to Mm -hmm. make them you know to to give them the gender expression they want to show to the world Mm -hmm. and feel relief 
I, everyone I know is like, ah, oh, doesn't it suck when like you go out and you look super hot and then you yeah. get home and you like take all your stuff off and you like look at the mirror and you're like, oh fuck, like <laughs> like don't like this, like that better. So I just think I just wanted to say that like I don't think this film is in any way, shape, or form dealing in transness. I think the ace bandaging of the body yeah. is a very practical means to an end for yeah. her and sure. um and like and, and and so much of the theme of it is covering up who you really yes. are yeah not like you know it's it's she's doing these things to cover up who she really is where like the whole conceit of transness is like the body you are born in, the way you are raised is not who you are. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. like what you choose to be and what you purport to the world is what is real. Yeah. Whereas this film is like, I mean, her experience is the exact opposite. Her experience is I have to do these things so that like I fit in and people like don't question me. And, but the real me is what's waiting at home. Yeah. Like under the ace bandages, like that is what is real. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but- yeah, it's and it's terrifying. Yeah, it's it's terrifying, and it's and but... it's it's grappling with reality, and it's also just Julia DeCanal obviously having this. I said it at the beginning of the podcast, but it's this fascination with bodies and what bodies mean in context. Yes, and like what we assign to you know the things that I you know I would say that there's maybe some queer messaging in the idea that like we assign certain values to different bodies that don't necessarily, you know, that in context are different from the things that are actually real. Um, yes. Yeah, okay. Corey, would you like to tell all the fine people where they can find us on the internet? If you Thank like you. what you hear, please be sure to like us and subscribe wherever you stream your podcasts. Leaving a review would also really help out the visibility of the show. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at HHYNSPod. Follow all of us on Letterboxd. Uh, Carson's is at Fun Movie Zone. Caroline's is at CK Cinema. And I am at Corey Reagan. And a very special thank you to our newest patrons. If you'd like a shout out on the show and some bonus content, uh, we're doing some very exciting legacy sequel content over there right now. Head over oh, yeah, to our Patreon are. at patreon.com slash HHYNSPod. I right. think that's the time. Okay, so two minutes and then we come back and we talk about Raw.